Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fundamentals Podcast. I am your host, Harley. Joining me on this episode to talk about one of the most iconic sitcoms of all time, that is of course Seinfeld, it's my guest, the host of the Caged in Coppola Connections podcast, Petros Hatsilavas. Petros was kind enough to give me some of his time to explain his deep love for Seinfeld. We talk about the characters, the setup, the the impact that it's had on the comedy really since its time, and so much more. We even get into discussions around sort of comedy and censorship and, and how this show in many ways changed the game and the formula for what was becoming perhaps a bit of a bog-standard approach to writing sitcoms. It was a really eye-opening conversation, and of course I've spiced in some clips here and there, with Petros guiding me to some of the more iconic and hilarious moments of the show. And it's a show that I think I will definitely be checking out after this conversation, and I hope this inspires you to do the same. So, without further ado, let's get straight into the conversation. This is Seinfeld with Petros Patsilovas. Hello, Petros, and welcome to the Fundamentals Podcast. Hello, Harley. Thank you so much for having me. I've uh, always thrilled at the chance to talk about things that I'm fanatical about and well, the thing we're going to talk about today, oh, I bloody love it. Brilliant. That's what you like to hear here. And yes, yeah, so you've brought an absolute all-time classic sitcom to our sitcom summer series, and that is Seinfeld. So yes. I've said this to you before we start recording, and I must confess to my listeners, I've never seen Seinfeld. This is on my list. I believe it's on Prime at the minute. Um, so it's one of those where like, I'm definitely going to start watching this. Mm-hmm. but I'm all ears, obviously, to learn everything about it. So I just want to know, yeah, when did you first see it and why did you bring it to the show? So I would have first seen it, I would have maybe been like 18 years old. Okay. I'd always heard about it because I remember like a family friend of ours used to have like the DVD box sets. And obviously anyone who's seen that logo, it's quite like, it's quite striking, like that kind of yellow with like the red writing. Yeah. Right? It looks it looks archetypally nineties as well. I just kind of like re- remember seeing that and some of the covers of just like this weird group of friends. Like because I guess you had like friends, which is like this kind of pristine looking group of friends. Whereas like Seinfeld, it's like they're an odd looking bunch. Like mm-hmm. they 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 almost look n- as neurotic mm. as like their the show is itself. Okay, so, yeah, I kind of. When I was 18, a friend of mine was like, I'd I'd watched Curb. Weirdly, I'd watched like the kind of, what is the spiritual sequel before I'd even watched Seinfeld. And so I'm like, what? You've watched Curb Enthusiasm without watching Seinfeld. And I kind of, yeah, (laughs) like at the age of 18, went went back. And then, yeah, 12 years ago for me now. So Brilliant. Brilliant, man. I mean, it's quite a lot for you to work through. I'm reading here it's 172 episodes for over 11 years, it looks like. I mean, that's that's a lot of work to to get through, but I imagine you just absolutely lapped it up then. Well, I remember, like, the friend of mine, what he did was he, he did it on, like, a kind of, like, uh, return rental basis. So, like, he gave me kind of... Oh. Well, he gave me, like, seasons one to three, because from my memory, season one is, like, 
five episodes and then it's like 12 episodes and then again it's very weird it's, i guess it's down to like they they took a little punt on them the first time and then like the seasons get eventually gets to your classic like mm-hmm. sitcom 24 episodes a season like that kind of american format okay but like yeah he let me like the season one to three box set and then when i was done with that it was here's season four here's season five but like every time i return them and it's it's just so easy as well because it's what it's like 22 minute episodes mm. as well so it is it is it is that classic sitcom format of just like 22 minutes like what yeah it would have been half hour with ad breaks mm. like I've, weirdly i've been watching them on all four recently oh. even like, like just because my dvds are up in the loft mm. and like um on all four it still it still gives you adverts so it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's still half yeah, it's, it's half hours worth of tv <laughs> I know, yeah there, there's a lot of episodes I, I guess one of them doesn't really count because like the hundredth episode from my memory mm. is just like a, a greatest hits highlights reel of the first hundred episodes okay right <laughs> interesting so it's, yeah so it's very much like it's got like jerry seinfeld like out of character being like hey do you remember that time that we did this? And then, like, it kind of goes back. Like, they're all the, the clips are all like vaguely linked by, like, right? Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. a topic or something like that. So, yes, that one doesn't count. I know it's, it's yeah, a few, a few sort of uh, shows do that. And, mm-hmm. and I think now, in particular, because we live in a kind of a streaming culture, so it's, um, yeah, I, I find I often skip those episodes when I'm rewatching a series, and like they have, <laughs> hey, the, here's the recap episode. Like, nope, I've literally just watched all of this. Like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, so I, I guess it's that thing. Like, Seinfeld maybe will break out once again because I know that like mm. there is spec, like, well, not speculation. There was a deal done with Netflix. Uh-huh. Like Netflix paid like because it's it's one of those shows. I guess it's like it's on the same par as friends in that like kind of it makes serious bank in like syndication and yes. like jerry seinfeld i think has like 15 ferraris off the back <laughs> end. Like, do you know what I mean seinfeld syndication and yeah, stuff like that yeah. and it's but like yeah like they paid an obscene amount to put it on netflix mm. but like it said 2021 and i remember like new year's eve been excited i was mm. like ah oh, new year's day i could be hung over and i could watch <laughs> seinfeld and it hasn't happened i guess it's i guess it's like a really boring rights thing at the moment that it will happen at some point this year we will like yeah. it, and it will make it a lot easier for people to 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 watch it i guess yeah um, you just said that i've just quickly googled that um and it says yeah currently it's not available it's supposed to be it's still being vague it just says sometime this year like i said i've seen it i've seen it on prime so it's still there oh here we go it says june 2021 apparently it's so who knows who knows by the time this comes out people might be thinking what are you on about it's on netflix (laughs) yeah and you'll 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 be you'll be you'll be you'll be elbows deep into 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 seinfeld um it's a weird phrase to say (laughs) but i I don't really know like that's kind of like well it's famously it's the show about nothing yeah like and that is like 
And like Larry David always had this uh, mantra for the show, which mm-hmm. was no hugging, no learning. So I guess like <laughs> right. in, in, in some degree, it's, you, you, there's no moral, there's no like kind of moral story that anyone learns. If anything, throughout the seasons, mm. they get progressively worse as people. Really? But like, and it's kind of like it, it, I guess a show like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That, that literally just came into of, my head. Yeah, yeah. Has has taken that and like run with it. Oh to yeah, like the yeah, yeah. Degree. It's like it's, <laughs> it's 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 not those levels of it, but like it's just like really petty things. So you have mm. Jason Alexander's character George, who, for all intents and purposes, is just a cipher for Larry David, uh, the show's co-creator, yeah. Jerry. Okay, and he just gets like progressively worse. Like there is a kind of a season arc Mm -hmm. where he's like engaged to a woman and he's kind of like, he wants to, he wants to back out of it. And the, like the payoff to that season is through his kind of like tight fistedness and like unwillingness basically to want to get married. He'd like cheaps out on the, the, the envelopes for the wedding invitations. Right. And she dies like she dies because it's like toxic glue. It's this massive what? spoiler at first. So she dies, and like the season ends basically with him like doing like a kind of like little like fist bump to it because it's like I've managed to get rid of my like responsibilities oh and like goodness. that kind of call off the engagement without actually having to be an. And it's. It, <laughs> That's the thing. I say that and mm. I'm like, you should really watch it. It's really mm. funny. And like, that's probably the worst like example to give, but it's, <laughs> it's perfectly done in a show that kind of, mm. I guess like looking back, it's one of the first shows I rem- like, rem- like time wise, like when it came out that, that did like the kind of multi strand plot lines that okay. kind of payoff at the end and a perfect example for this is there is an episode called the marine biologist right so like all, all the episodes on the site on seinfeld as well you know like friends have like it's called like the one that this happens like seinfeld yeah. it's all called the, the something so there's the marine biologist where george costanza lies to someone he used to go to school with like and he says oh yeah i've I've become a marine biologist whilst at the same time Jerry's wacky neighbor Kramer I guess like mm-hmm. if you have it yeah the guy with like the wild hair is yeah. kind of always like the, the, the yeah the, the slapstick um guy he he like finds this golfing spot by the water and it's kind of just he just goes out there to pitch lights just smack golf balls into the ocean right. and then it kind of like the culmination of the episode pays off yeah. in just this like beautiful scene where uh it turns out george was on a date with this woman like walking along the beach yeah and um someone's like you see this, like, uh, yeah, a group of people. It's like, oh, my God, there's a whale. Is anyone a marine biologist? So, obviously, like, through his lies, <laughs> yeah. he has to pretend to be a marine biologist. And then, like, yeah. he's, like, recounting this story. And that, I think this is what the show does really well. It's, like, it's written so perfectly mm. that, like, it can have characters telling these, telling stories, but they're just, like, mm. there's these 
beautifully written monologues like there's just line like the lines in it like in this particular one yeah uh jason alexander gets like this it's just beautiful turns of phrases like mm. he's like talking about it. he's like the sea was angry that day my friend <laughs> and he's like then i reached into the blowhole and there was an obstruction and I pulled it out and it was this. And he pulls out a golf ball and it's just like this kind of like amazing, like tension that's built up throughout the monologue and the kind of like relief. Yeah. Of it is, yeah. This is like, it's proper like chef's kiss moment. George, I've just been reading this thing in the paper. It's unbelievable. I know. I was just telling the story. Well, come on, George, finish the story. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. I got about 50 feet out and suddenly the great beast appeared before me. I tell you, he was 10 stories high if he was a foot. As if sensing my presence, he let out a great bellow. I said, easy, big fella. And then, as I watched him struggling, I realized something was obstructing its breathing from where i was standing i could see directly into the eye of the great fish mammal whatever <laughs> hey, what did you do next well, then from out of nowhere a huge tidal wave lifted me tossed me like a cork and i found myself right on top of him face to face with the blowhole I, I i could barely see from the waves crashing down upon me but i knew something was there so i reached my hand in felt around and Pulled out the obstruction. <laughs> and they do that like throughout like seasons. So like season four is like mm. groundbreaking television for when it came out because the whole season is about George and Jerry right. writing a sitcom called Jerry, okay. which I guess like is really meta because it is, is yeah it is basically larry and jerry writing mm. a sitcom because yeah the the whole premise and i guess if for yourself and people who haven't watched it mm. is it, it's just basically it's about jerry seinfeld mm. a, a fictional version of jerry seinfeld living in new york and kind of the escapades he gets up with with yeah his, his best friend uh george costanza his ex-girlfriend, Elaine Bennis, who isn't in the first episode. And it's one of those things of like, obviously it was a a, a production note that like, mm. you need a woman in this. And it's mm. like one of the best things that ever happened to that show. Because like Elaine Bennis, mm. Julia, yeah, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is like, and obviously she's gone on to be- Oh yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, and everything yeah, she's like, in, yeah. Veep, like now she's like, she's going to be, I, I remember when I found out she's in- uh, falcon and the winter soldier i, I was like yes like for me like <laughs> if, if, if any of these guys are in anything now yeah. it's just like it's like a weird like victory i'm very like i don't weirdly territorial about like my my little gang and <laughs> michael richards like i'm kind of 50 50 on because he's, mm. he's done some he's done some shady stuff but we won't talk about that um <laughs> okay. but yeah like it's just it, it the show is just like i think it's very hard to explain like it is that thing and mm. it, i guess i i listened to your episode uh with uh claire oh yeah um 
about uh, Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And (laughs) this has got that same thing as that. And I guess it's like a thing with all sitcoms Mm -hmm. of like, uh, the first season, it's it's not that good. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> and again, I feel like that's uh, that's part of almost any television show. You know, for I wouldn't say any, but most TV shows have that problem, whether it's comedies or not. But yeah, comedies especially struggle with this. Um, and it makes sense because, like I said in that episode, that they're figuring out the characters, they're figuring out the direction, and you don't know what's going to land with an audience until you put it out there. So it makes total sense. Yeah. You you throw some stuff out and then the second or third and fourth, as you're going along, you're like, right, this is the stuff people respond to. Let's just write more of this and make the characters do more of this. So that's fine. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm always happy to go through a season one and, and just look for the good stuff and never mind that. I just think, yeah, it will get better. You know, I don't worry about it. Well, well, at least the like, as I said, the first season of this is five episodes, so it's yeah, not really it's... too much like struggling to get through yeah, it. And exactly. There's, it's obviously yeah, it's got it's like teething problems, stuff like that. And I guess like looking on the show and like retrospect, it's it suffers from the same things that a lot of kind of '90s sitcoms suffer from. Like mm-hmm. uh, re- representation isn't great. Do you know what I mean like mm. you kind of look back at Friends as well and just go, oh yeah, God, there's like there's no real people of color and stuff like that. But like mm. to look point of like the show in general there's an amazing like quote from jason alexander when Mm -hmm. jerry seinfeld asked him like do you think this show will be a success and he's like no of course not (laughs) why he's like because the audience for this show is me and i don't watch tv like and it's it's very it's it's very peculiar and it's almost amazing so kind of like look back at it and Mm -hmm. especially watching that first season i'm like somebody at nbc must have really like Mm. just loved the idea and seen potential in it and the fact that like yeah it's just had this like life unto its own of like what it managed to like create and like mm. what it managed to like um i don't know the pe- the people that have come out of it and like the yeah. careers it's so obviously yeah wouldn't have caribbean enthusiasm like larry david or mm. even like the director of borat is like one of like the we used to be a writer on seinfeld larry charles and ah, stuff like that okay Okay. Yeah, so like, there's these, all these little like all these yeah. people who've done stuff on it. Um, yeah, it's... that's really cool. I'm just scrolling through the cast and seeing like all the guest stars who've been on it. And like to be fair, it's like yeah, it's a really good roster of people that have popped up. Quite a few names I'm just recognising, and even like little cameos. I just clocked Brian Cranston as one of my absolute favourite actors of all time. I was like, oh, he's in five episodes, and um, who else is on here? Someone else. Jerry Stiller, of course, the absolute comedy legend that oh. he was, you know. Jerry yeah. Stiller is, like, perfect in this show. And there's, yeah. like, amazing, like, stories about him and his delivery on the show. He always sounds like he's, like, stumbling on his words. And they said, like, yeah. that was because he was quite bad at memorising. But it just made for this very unique performance he does as mm. uh, Frank Costanza, George's dad. And yeah. him and Estelle Harris, who voices Miss Potato Head in the Toy Story. Oh, movies. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that very that very shrill voice. Yeah. So those two together are absolute comedy gold. And, like, there's just, like, the thing is, I could sit here and it could very much be me going, there's this episode, there's that episode. <laughs> but, like, I kind of, like, 
I, I kind of don't want to do that because like there's for one i i would love for you to like mm. yeah somebody who hasn't seen it to experience them for the first time oh yeah absolutely just, i will um it's, no it's fine i mean i was going to say that the thing you something you touched upon earlier which i would love to kind of pull on this thread a bit more is this idea of a comedy that sits more in characters that don't learn lessons as, as you mentioned always sunny is one that's recently you know grabbed a lot of people's attention and you know i i went through that show and it just yeah it really it fascinated me because for for that reason I, i'm so used to shows like parks and rec like the office or u.s office i should say the, the uk one has a bit of this um but you know there's a lot of more optimistic kind of shows and there's a few coming up on this on this series um where you know the, the people progressively get better and they learn lessons and and all of that good stuff so it's really fascinating when you watch a show that just goes in the opposite direction where like best case scenario status quo is maintained you know and that's your that's your best case scenario and it's there's something really i think hilarious in that and just really i think interesting from a writing perspective that people take that gambit well i mean what what do you think it sort of says about you if you respond to something like that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i get i guess it is that thing that like not that i relate to these characters no no that's it yeah it's it's just the thing of like, and it is that thing that they they, mm. they always manage to hit like a status quo again because like one of the recurring things that happens throughout Seinfeld is that like Jerry will have like a different girlfriend all the time and stuff like that. But then right. like some of the fun that the show takes of it is like the reasons why they split up or yeah. something like that. It will mm. be like something like really minute like that and there's kind of weird phrases that have come out of the show because of it and there's like mm-hmm. that or like the characters will say something and it will be like that's a part of their lexicon and as yeah. the audience we're like I, I i guess that is a thing like there's mm. for for instance there's a there's a time when Jer- jerry like starts dating a woman and depend like in certain lighting mm-hmm. like she looks really attractive and then in other lighting she doesn't and then like <laughs> right. he tells george about it he goes oh she's a two-face oh like and it's like she's a two-face yeah that that happens and oh, then it's no. like um but then yeah and, and, and then like 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 loads of stuff like just mishaps and confusion mm. spiral out of things like that and i get again that's pretty a really bad example because it makes them sound like they're they're really they're and I guess, I guess they are like, yeah, they they <laughs> they are bad people, but they are very entertaining to watch. Like, I, th- I think that's probably it, though, isn't it? There's some entertainment value mm-hmm. in, as you say, you're not you're not relating to them, but you're like, watching I, it, and you're I, kind of just like these people are awful, and you're just kind of enjoying watching them happen to squirm out of certain situations that they put themselves in. I I guess it's an element of it as well is that kind of like daydream logic of like you know like the worst part of yourself yeah like Mm. in a certain it's like yeah like and i guess like larry david really ran with it when he went on to do kirby enthusiasm right it's like he he that show very much acts on that thing of like and seinfeld to to a lesser degree that thing of like oh i wish i i wish i had like the do you mean the Mm the chutzpah to do that in that situation or do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. like 
like just those kind of passing thoughts that go mm. through your mind mm. and then like you you never do them and stuff like that yeah it's almost like um exercising demons in a way isn't it like you're looking at it and mm. you're going oh, i could have said this in this situational behavior and then you watch someone else in the series do the thing and you go actually i'm glad i didn't do that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. It's the thing is, it's it's just so as I say, it's just so like tightly written. I, I watched an episode, like a couple of episodes today, in like preparation, and I kind of reached out on Twitter and said to people, like, yeah, what are your favourite episodes? Just to kind of like, oh, yeah, which my memory of some of the some of the big ones. And there's one called the Chinese Restaurant, which is like a bottle episode. And like, okay, I I I wholly find those episodes funny, mm. uh, like great in sitcoms or TV shows. Just Same. Kind of like. Mm. the what that one location and this is like in real time mm. the like three of the characters so yeah so jerry george and elaine waiting for a table mm-hmm. at a chinese restaurant right and then like and then like george is like trying to you, you don't know like you, you don't know at the beginning why but like he's waiting for like his girlfriend that he's seeing and he's like he needs to use the the pay phone and then like he gets into spats with people and like kind of keeps going like and it, it's hmm. it spawned like yeah like a big because he 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 exclaims at one point like because this guy's on the phone he's like don't people get it we're living in a society oh, yeah. we're supposed to be civilized people <laughs> and like obviously got parodied when um the trailer for Zack snyder's yeah uh, justice league I, i've i've heard that so much recently i was wondering where that came from there you go so 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 like you you have that but then like mm. they obviously plant a seed that he's like saying how rude people are they don't care about their fellow man yeah and then like later on in the episode like the guy who was on the phone like comes up to george is like oh sorry for taking so long on the phone he's like, oh don't worry about it <laughs> and then you you just get that thing of like what you're a, you're a weasel yeah. you're a weasel george yeah <laughs> excuse me I, I was waiting there well i didn't see you i've been standing here for the last 10 minutes i won't be long um, that's not the point. The point is, I was here first. Well, if you were here first, you'd be holding the phone. <laughs> you know, we're living in a society. We're supposed to act in a civilized way. <laughs> Does anyone ever display the slightest sensitivity over the problems of a fellow individual? No. No. A resounding no. Hey, sorry I took so long. Oh, that's okay, really. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, the, as I said, the whole episode, play, it, it plays out in real time. Hmm. And it's like that thing of like, yeah. they've got the pressure cooker because it's like they're going to see Plan 9 from outer space at the movie theatre. Hmm. So they have a time limit on how long they can be there. And just like it's just refreshing to see like I, I guess it's one of the most grounded episodes and yeah it is it's, it's a fairly grounded show it gets it gets a lot more kind of like wild and out there as like just things that that wouldn't have but i just find it like mm. so great to to see how they kind of like it's yeah it's it's just really perfectly crafted jokes and i mm. guess like mm. anyone who knows jerry seinfeld's stand up will know that he mm. kind of that is what he does like there's no fat on a jerry seinfeld joke and he's mm. the kind of like he's the guy who does hey what's the deal with plain food like yeah. but like 
he he nails it. They're, they're like perfect observations, and that's what this show does. It's mm. like this, this is like they're set off, they're setups and payoffs throughout everything. And as I said, like see, season four, yeah. For me, like there is there is a case that like when you watch the season four finale, you almost think like they could have ended there because it like it wraps it up all in a neat bow hmm. like and kind of like does callbacks not only to that episode but to the whole season before it right and then like okay. yeah like like characters because it is about this idea of them writing a, a, the, a sitcom yeah that is basically the sitcom you're watching <laughs> is that there's it, and, and that's the thing yeah I there's like that. references i enjoy that a lot there's, yeah there's references to like think because obviously it's like oh yeah which i'm just gonna write it about my own life mm. so then there's like whilst they're like writing the sitcom or like doing auditions you're seeing like a casting room mm-hmm. of like so like jeremy pivens in it as like for two episodes because huh. he play he plays an actor who auditions and gets the role to play George in the pilot of a sitcom. Right. And the the actor who plays Mr. Uh, is it Mr. Heckles, the downstairs neighbour in uh, Friends. Oh yeah. He's he, he gets the role of Kramer in the in the sitcom and stuff like that. But then like when they air, yeah, that's it. When they air the sitcom on TV, mm. you kind of get these like everyone who's kind of cropped up in that season or pretty like loads of people have cropped up in seasons before or episodes before uh, all of a sudden it's cutting to them watching the the pilot so they're going like right. and and obviously as an audience you're going like ah uh, i know the run-in that jerry had with terry hatcher's character from that episode right and then like they might be with a part and like so the woman who plays daphne from frasier there's like she's an episode called the virgin and like like there's a whole whole i I can't remember it fully so i'm not gonna like talk about it but like she ends up with john f kennedy jr and then like the payoff in that episode is then the thing is they have like real life people like that but they very cleverly do it so like that you never see their face you just have someone doing like a kind of a, a, yeah. a reasonable act, yeah. do you know what I mean impression of them mm. and then yeah like, so that payoff is like him going like oh did you used to date that uh, Jerry Seinfeld guy uh, I've heard he's pretty funny and she's like, oh, can, we, can we turn it off because obviously her experience yeah. with him <laughs> is that Jerry is a lord of the manor yeah yeah her, yeah that's her, her not so good experience with him that's that's pretty good I like the sounds of this. I mean, I, I enjoy a show that goes meta. One that is coming up on this uh, series later on. Like I'm currently rewatching is Community, and that's obviously a show that is entirely self-referential. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and I enjoy that. I enjoy a show that kind of does a little wink and a nod. And and I was going to ask you, and you, you've kind of really gone into this already, um, but I'm really grateful for it. Is yeah, the whole idea that this is based on a comedian telling stories about his life i think is actually a really good idea for a sitcom because anyone who's had the the you know the pleasure of watching a stand-up comedian do what they do be it you know live or on the telly they're master storytellers you know they and and it's i'm sure we've all been there we've been sat there watching and you thinking like they must be exaggerating elements of this or they must be like you know they, oh, yeah. you know and, and it's of course it's what you do you cherry pick things and escalate it and so to take that and then turn it into 20 minute episodes 
of a sitcom on on paper i think is genius and it doesn't surprise me that they went and did it with somebody who in my understanding of jerry seinfeld particularly in the sort of the late 80s early 90s he was kind of like the height of his comedic power so mm-hmm. it's like of course you would do that of course you would just base it off of him so i, I get why this this show got made and it, it sounds really like it worked for the most part Oh yeah, because it ran for nine seasons. They left on their own, their own terms. Like, I think it was something crazy. Like Jerry Seinfeld would have made a hundred and ten million dollars for a tenth season, Whoa. like if he had done it. But said like, I don't, I don't want to do it. Like, I've, like, I mean, there's no juice left in the time. And it kind of, it has that thing that like, the the finale is wholly like. This, do you know I mean? it's not great. It's oh, not a really? great finale. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so hard to like to do to to kind of do mm. like a satisfying like finale for it. It's 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 good enough. Do you know what I mean? I, mm. I like a lot of people hate it. I I kind of I I I, I quite enjoy it. Okay. And then like, but then it's that thing of like because they're they they've been like violent that they will never that they'll be yeah that, you, never gonna happen. you won't yeah you won't see them on a on a sofa with james corden <laughs> <laughs> um uh but yeah. like the closest we ever got to it is like this like thing and it's talking about meta there is a season or of season eight of kirby enthusiasm mm. which is all about larry david mm-hmm. getting the cast of seinfeld back together for a reunion episode right okay yeah so then it's all of them playing themselves prepping for a yeah for a yeah for a reunion episode right and you, you kind good. of mm. you kind of get the like mm. um what they would would have done but like you also like you get to see them back in jerry's apartment you get to see them like at the kind of the coffee shop that they were set at and like that's the thing like looking back on seinfeld you kind of like if and that's the thing i always love to look at things in the kind of the the context of when they were made and they're kind of the footprint they left and like yes so obviously like you Mm. you look at seinfeld they always sit at the same booth Mm. in in the coffee shop and then you look at how I met your mother. It's like, uh, like that's that's where they got yeah, it from. Yeah, tendrils throughout sitcoms. And like for me, like, and this like so, so people listening might be like that. That isn't the case. Like it was before this. But like, mm. I think very much for like the kind of sitcoms as we know it today. Mm-hmm, like, because mm-hmm. this predates. Yeah, this predates uh, Friends by a few years as well. Yes, it does. Like, yeah, Friends was ninety four. Yeah. Yeah, so like I think like this is very much like the template for like modern sitcoms. Absolutely, absolutely. Put like push the envelope in regards to what you could get away with at kind of like prime time entertainment and stuff like that. Like goes into some Mm. places where whether it's like I don't know things of like to do with yeah like raciness and stuff there's a, a really famous episode that i'm sure people who are listening would have seen or mm. even people who haven't seen it are kind of a what they there's an episode called the contest which is basically the whole premise of it mm. is can the four characters and and again this is like this is pretty progressive for like the early 90s uh-huh. is to see if like 
how long they can go without like and i'll, I'll do it in the way they do because obviously they don't say what it is like yeah. how long can you go without do like uh like shaking hands with yourself like do you know what <laughs> i mean like they right and like that is the whole pre- that is the whole premise for an episode, and it's wow. it's kind of progressive because obviously they're not just talking about like mm. three guys doing it. There's a woman involved in that contest as well. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty, like, yeah, because I just want to skimming past it. It's a PG, so that's yeah, primetime PG TV. That's pretty racy stuff. Yeah, interesting. And mm. but like the way they cut, and I guess it's that thing of like it's innuendo, isn't it? It's it's going to go over kids' heads. Yeah. But it's a it's it's a perfect and it's a perfect thing for like creating this great comedy that that Seinfeld is is those limitations. Mm. I guess like if it was kind of like if it if it came out today, Mm. it would probably be well. Case in point is Kirby enthusiasm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's an eighteen. Is that what I mean? It's like is it is it's no hold bars effing and jeffing all over the place. Right. Whereas like Seinfeld with its limitations, mm. like just made everybody who worked on it be wholly more inventive and creative with the way they kind of tell stories and mm. turn of phrases. And I, like, there's just amazing thing. Like, and yeah, and if you buy the DVDs, it's like great, like retrospective interviews with people. And they kind of like, okay. they give you ideas of like certain things that cherry pick, not just from Jerry's life, but like, the writers and like uh larry david or just people would be like this happened to me once and it'll be like Mm. yeah we'll we'll put it in the show and then like just to kind of like this weird tapestry of like Mm. people's mishaps and failings in life managed to create this yeah uh, uh, amazing tapestry and you mentioned brian cranston like Uh his character five episodes Mm. but he stills he steals the show on like every episode. Doesn't like, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 and that's the thing. Like yeah. once you once you watch Seinfeld, there's like a whole like weird lexicon to it. Like mm. I think it's his character who gets labelled a regifter. So right. um, or like he 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 coins the term because he buys uh, a label a label make uh, yeah a label maker baby junior for someone, mm. and then they gift it to somebody else and he finds out about it so he's oh, you're a re-gifter hey 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 oh is that a label maker yes it is i got it as a gift it's a label baby junior mm. love the label baby baby <laughs> you know those things make great gifts i just got one of those for tim watley for christmas tim watley. yeah who sent you that one one tim watley <laughs> No. My Tim Watley? The same. He sent it as a thank you for my Super Bowl tickets. I think this is the same one I gave him. He recycled this gift. He's a re-gifter. Or maybe he liked your gift so much he decided to get me the same thing. Perhaps it's an homage. Yeah, perhaps. Well, how did he react when you gave it to him? Um, he said, oh, a label maker. How about that? He repeated the name of the gift? Yeah, so? Oh, well, if you repeat the name of the gift, you can't possibly like it. What do you mean? Oh, you know, like when someone opens something up and they go, oh, tube socks. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I don't know. I guess I'll just get invited up to his apartment and see if he's got a label maker. Why'd you get him a gift anyway? Oh, he did some dental work for me and he didn't charge me, so I thought I'd get him a Christmas present. Yeah, well, if you're getting him anything for his birthday, I'm a large. <laughs>
and then like like that, that, like they'll, that. That, that, <laughs> they'll throw that out and then like something like that will yeah. that's the thing like so clever like there's an episode where jerry agrees to wear a like basically a pirate shirt like a puffy shirt mm-hmm. on, on on a um like a tv program you know like a tonight show yeah. or something like yeah. that like doing stand-up and that is all because the one of the women that Kramer is dating is a low talker, so she talks very quietly. Right. That, that again, that's and then he agrees to it, and then it coins this phrase like he comes out in the shirt and he's like, "Well, you agreed to wear it, so you got to wear it." And he's like, "So you look like a pirate." And Jerry goes like, "I don't want to be a pirate." This pirate trend that she's come up with, Jerry. This this is going to be the new look for the '90s. You're going to be the first pirate. <laughs> well, I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> And then, like, right. it, it will be like a whole season or two later. Yeah. Like, Jerry, I think, goes to take his shoes to uh, this mom and pop store to get them cleaned. And then it turns out that, like, all his trainers get robbed. Mm. And then all he's got left is cowboy boots that he got paid for for when he, like, did a gig in Texas. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> Okay. That joke is brought back up again because like yeah. the same character says like oh yeah they look great you look like a cowboy and then yeah. it's I don't want to be a cowboy <laughs> and it's oh I can't wear these they look ridiculous <laughs> you look like a cowboy huh I don't want to be a cowboy <laughs> yeah it's beautiful and like nice I, Nice. Yeah, there's. Okay. I think it's Steven Spielberg said that like right. he watched, he watched loads of Seinfeld when he was directing Schindler's List because obviously like, wow. that film was so like heavy. Yeah, yeah. Like, in the evenings, he needed to watch tapes of that. Makes sense. And that, and this, this, this again goes back to that meta thing we were talking about. Is there is then an episode of Seinfeld where um jerry is caught making out during schindler's Ooh. list and obviously <laughs> as as a jewish uh, uh, yeah as a jewish character it then has like oh has repercussions throughout it uh, yeah. stuff like that is, yeah. it's just it's just perfect they obviously like they're super aware of the kind of cultural impact the show has had and the kind of yeah <laughs> that's amazing i mean yeah to be honest that that's something we've we've covered on quite a few of these episodes already um yeah it's the cultural impact that these shows have and and i want to go back a little bit to what you just said a minute ago Mm -hmm. about this kind of paving the way for a new structure because that is something i've noticed more and more and again it comes up with other episodes we talked about it it feels like yeah you'll get a show that comes along and just kind of changes the game and then afterwards they'll be like okay that's the style of what sitcoms are going to be for the next decade and then something else will come along and be like okay now this is the style so yeah case in point you're right yeah seinfeld is well it's people in new york getting up to escapades so what do we get after that well friends shortly afterwards and those two kind of go so big that that just becomes a thing for a while um and it makes me think of you mentioned earlier how i met your mother sprang to my head because i was thinking yeah that's a very similar skeleton of yeah, okay, it's a story of a man meeting his wife, a very long story, albeit, but, uh, <laughs> but at the core of it, it's just people running around in New York getting up to various misgivings, you mm-hmm. know, and then a few years later, you get The Office, and suddenly it's like, oh, we're doing candid camera kind of 
shows and we're little talking heads yeah, but- and then that g- goes away and then it's like you know, and it just keeps everything just keeps changing format so yeah i'm fascinated by the show and the more you talk about it, the more i'm like i need to just start watching this i think <laughs> it just sounds right it, up my street <laughs> even if you look back to the office because i think like ricky gervais like so obviously going back to the original one so yes like the uk it will, there will be an episode on the uk one yeah but like ricky gervais did like a series where like he kind of interviewed his like comedy heroes and one of yes. them is larry da- yeah one mm. is larry david mm. so you like and i think it's more so you can see it in um extras like some of that mm. like feels like it's it's lifted straight from kirby enthusiasm right i think like that kind of like without that big influence mm. of like larry david and, and seinfeld I, 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 I don't know if the office would have been the thing it is and i'm not to say like mm. they hold that all the debt is to that and i guess like some of it is is to uh christopher guest like yeah. and his like comedies whether it's uh this is spinal tap or um, one of my favorite best in show and yeah. stuff like that yeah. yeah so obviously like oh that's where like it kind of feels like he's, yeah he's taken that thing of like let's let people kind of be their own demise as it were because mm. david brent is very much that thing of like yeah you're you're watching do you know what I mean you're watching a man squirm or it can make mm. you squirm watching mm. him kind of like make every bad decision and yeah. it's like he's kind of like a british version of a george costanza right just a bit a bit more grounded where it's like george costanza is like really neurotic and like mm. i don't know do you know what I mean he, he sees like a blemish on his face and he thinks he's got cancer or something crazy like that. Right. Like, yeah, he's like up yeah. to the nth degree, or as I said, like he's he's lying and then has to pretend to be a marine biologist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Brent ain't doing that. No. At the same time, like you can, I, I, yeah, I just love to see the the lineage to shows like that. But I think mm. yeah, the American Office very much like well. The UK office, I'd say more than anything, mm, yeah, yeah, very much like set a uh, was like a refresh on it because, like, yeah, well, that's it. The shows that came out of that, that's it. I mean, I think Gervais is sort of again, well, I will. The UK office is coming up actually as an episode, um, but but it's fine again. We, we there's loads of crossover <laughs> in all the episodes I'm talking about because these shows all influence each other, and <laughs> I think he kind of said at the time when he was right, I, I don't know, have the exact quotes, but. I remember hearing an interview talk about the office and the idea behind it because he just wanted to be different. He wanted to kind of stand out from what by this point was kind of, you know, the, the, the mundane, like, you know, like Seinfeld and friends, like everyone was doing a ripoff of that show. And, and in a way it's how the U S office as well. I've been listening to a lot of behind the episode behind the scenes of that. It's kind of what helped get that off the ground a bit, because by that point it was like, yeah, everyone's trying to do Seinfeld and friends. Everyone's trying to do that you know funny people in new york running around doing stuff which is fine but it became mm-hmm. oversaturated and then this is what happens is yeah you get a style that sticks and of course lots of companies will then go quick we need our version of this and then comedy yeah. but then comedy moves on because people just think well i'm sick of seeing this and something else comes along and you know and then the scene changes again i think the thing that really works with sitcoms in general mm. Is people writing about what they know? Like, yes. and obviously, like Jerry Seinfeld writing about like being neurotic New York comic yeah. is what he like. Um, people just do nothing. Those guys have a love for that kind of mm. like uh, 
garage culture and stuff like that yeah. and that's what wholly makes that series so successful and it's like even like this country or the office mm. it's like ricky gervais and stephen merchant used to like have worked those jobs yeah and it's like you can tell because like it's so like kind of minutely picked apart and kind of like mm. put under the microscope that it's like if you hadn't been in that world, you wouldn't you wouldn't figure that out, Jim. Mm. I think like the kind of the pairing of because the thing you look at a photo of Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David next to each other, it's like right. one it doesn't look like those two should be friends because like <laughs> sure. one like I think it's the fact that Larry David has always looked like he's about sixty years old, yeah. but like <laughs> they kind of I don't know and right. like and like Jerry Seinfeld is like. He's sardonic and sar sarcastic, but like mm. he's very like even the way he speaks, like quite ch chipper and like peppy. Mm, Jimmy's yeah. he's up, whereas like Larry David is very much like mm. oh dour. But it's it's that kind of yin and yang of of those two personalities that kind of like mm. I don't know swelled up in a pot to make this like amazing. Uh, yeah, I I just think it is like a kind of it's a once in a lifetime show, like. Mm. And it, and it, and it clearly had such a big impact, like as you said, it, it kind of then spurned on lots of other shows and yeah. other and other. And yeah, this kind of format, it, it just you, the more you talk about it, the more I've got other shows popping up in my head. And I'm like, yeah, this this probably had some influence on this and that. And the '90s certainly is. It's interesting when you look at eras of comedy, and especially in decades, like the '90s had. Like, when you think of '90s comedy, even though again I've not watched it, I do think of Seinfeld, Friends. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you know, it has this kind of look and this kind of feel to it. Um, you know, kind of like the live audience, the the gang of the family getting up to scrapes in whatever place they're in. Um, and yeah, I just find that fascinating. And something I talked about with my guest Daisy when we talked about Friends was how it kind of turned people into megastars. Now, I'm aware that Jerry Seinfeld was, a, again, a successful comic at this point, but I'm imagining this show just took him to another level like you said if he's getting offered 110 million for a season by the end of it i can't imagine he was being offered that at the start yeah oh i guess it's that thing as well that like mo if you kind of look at them most of them have never really had to work a lot of you mean like mm. they, it seems like they haven't had to work and it's but they but they have chosen to and it's like well yeah like no effect like to jason alexander but like he hasn't really popped up in anything great for a long while i don't know i guess you said that i'm now looking at his imdb <laughs> just to see yeah yeah and it's that thing like so for me yeah. like, I, like I, it's weird i can't watch pretty woman without like and it, that is a mm. that is a thing i think that is great about uh like sitcoms is and i guess it's a death nail for a lot of people as well in mm. their careers is that people only see them as those characters do you know what I mean? yes. so like yeah it's the same with like uh i think he plays like a really vile guy in pretty woman and it's like mm. uh no george george is bad he's not that bad do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's not that bad yeah uh, absolutely yeah, again that's something we talked about um yeah i'm just scrolling through there's nothing here really well there's, there's loads of stuff but yeah I, I get what you mean not the same notoriety but yeah it's true because uh, again talking with daisy about friends it was the same thing of obviously all six of those guys became like household names by the end of the 90s same with these main four and i imagine it becomes really difficult 
to just not be seen as anything other than oh you're Jerry Seinfeld or you know you're George Costanza yeah. like it's like no no I'm I'm an actor so it's that thing yeah. of like I think I, I think about this a lot with actors um where it's obviously you're looking for work and it's great when you're in a series or something that's doing really well because you're getting recognition you're obviously getting paid but I imagine it must be really frustrating coming out of it that you're like right I want to do something else mm-hmm. and then it's like more doors should be open to you, but they're kind of not. The only doors that would be open, yeah. I imagine after this, a lot of them were probably approached for more of the same. More like, hey, do you want to do this sitcom? Or do you want to do that? And I'm probably like, no, I've I've just done nine seasons of this. You know. well, yeah, it's really interesting if you watch like King of Queens, because like... Right, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah. Jerry mm. Stiller is obviously, he plays the dad in that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he is basically like a version of his character in Seinfeld, just kind of toned down a bit. From what I remember of King of Queens. Like, yeah, yeah. Because in, in in Seinfeld, he is like very fiery. Do you know what I mean? He's always like, okay. he's a bit of a, a madcap character. And I, I could, like, there are moments in that show and there's a perfect pairing of him and... Um, michael richards like scenes of those two i can mm. i sometimes just like stick on like youtube like sizzle reels of those like scenes of those two because okay there's something about them that is just when they're together like there's there's an episode it's very like, it's gonna sound very bizarre but there's an episode where they're both they're playing pool in a room that is too small for the pool table and they're both in their pants <laughs> yeah. because like for, for, for some bizarre yeah. reason that like it makes sense in the episode okay that they're both just that, yeah they're in like dress top half but they're just in their pants mm. and they're playing pool and it is just like this montage of the, them trying to make shots and stuff like that and it's like mm. physical comedy like yeah. just dumb yeah. it's like just the yeah the height difference well you've got this kind of dumpy jerry stiller and then a massive michael (laughs) beautiful wonderful i mean yeah again it's stuff like that is i think sometimes just the simple things you know it's physical comedy works just as well i mean that's something that's a through line in all of the shows i've talked about so far that there's there's always someone doing something you know whether it's a pratfall or something or like you know, it's and there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's it still makes you laugh. It's still brilliant. But yeah, I again, just the more you're talking about this, the more I'm like, I need to go and watch this now. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it does sound great. Um, uh, yeah, but I guess it's a go on. It's it's it's, it's a daunting one to get into mm. because it's that thing that it's it's like it's held up in such regard. Do you know what I mean? And like mm. I don't know, like to use a weird comparison, it's like. I guess like some like because like a lot of the fan base of it can be very dismissive as well. Like, like is that thing you're either Team Seinfeld or Team Friends? Really? Like, a lot of those, yeah. A lot of those people like you see it a lot, and it'll be like, oh, like yeah, like scoff at Friends and go like, yeah, but it's not a Seinfeld, is it? And like, <sighs> I, I at times I hold hold my hands. I have been like that, but it's, <laughs> it's that kind of thing that like. <laughs> It's it's like that thing of like Friends is very much like mm-hmm. a blockbuster movie. Do you know what I mean? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a kind of like everyone can like get involved. Whereas like Seinfeld kind of almost has this like because mm-hmm. it has got that neurotic edge to it. It's like kind of going, oh like here's like here's here's an art house. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Here's the art house, and it kind of I guess to some people obviously 
itself like it just it probably just skipped you by but yeah i kind of get that impression from some yeah. people that it's that because it's like got this a little worthiness to it and this mm. reverence that some people go oh like oh, maybe i'll just stay clear do you know what I mean? True. Well, some people just don't people, mm. some people just don't like it and i totally get that like well yeah like, some, don't like neuroticism and kind of like I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you as well i think it's kind of a generational thing as well because i kind of believe a lot of sitcoms what you well it used to be what you kind of grew up with on tv you know now obviously it's just a completely different ball game because of streaming so like one episode i did recently um which would probably be out by the time people hear this was on scrubs and i absolutely mm-hmm. adore scrubs because i grew up with it you know i was in my teen years when it was on telly and i was just yeah. like oh this is my show same with kind of like the office, the U.S. office, and yeah, and the British office as well. You know, they were kind of out when I, when I could watch them. Um, whereas stuff like yeah, Friends and Seinfeld is like I've watched bits of Friends, but never the whole way through. And other mm-hmm. shows because they just weren't on as much, you know. And Seinfeld, yeah. like Friends, you could have you'd have more of a chance of watching because it was on British telly a lot more. Whereas Seinfeld, I can't say I've ever seen it just on any channels which is weird right because we get a lot of stuff like there are endless repeats of Frasier and you know everyone loves Raymond and like Malcolm in the Middle Friends all those shows are on even Fresh Prince is on all the time on UK channels but I can I can't say I've ever just been flicking through telly and gone oh Seinfeld's on yeah I'll watch an episode so that's probably another reason why I've never seen it because it's just not been in my sort of periphery if you will from what I know it originally aired on channel four as well like and it's initial run in the uk but yeah okay. like i'm very it's that thing without somebody who's like a, an older friend of mine kind of put me onto the dvds like i wouldn't have i wouldn't have watched it at the time like i would have been seven when when it ended mm. do you know what i mean like, so it's like it wasn't like i, I would have been like like no no way and mm. I, i'm kind of like i don't know I don't think I would have got it as well. I don't think I, <laughs> yeah. I would have. I, yeah. I, I would have got it as a kid. And like, I guess it's that thing. Yeah, like if I'd seen it as a kid, I might have gone like, oh, like no, no thanks, and yeah. never gone back to it. But like, yeah, I'm kind of glad I got into it when I did. And it's 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 just so great. Like there's certain episodes. There's like a a, a made up holiday in the show called Festivus, which is the twenty third right. of December. I need to double check that. I always, I, I sometimes always for a massive okay. fan, I'm forgetting this, but I'm pretty sure Festivus is the twenty third of December. So it's an, an alternative uh, holiday to Christmas. Right. The slogan is it's a Festivus for the rest of us. So like. <laughs> Every, every every 23rd of december okay. like okay i i i get the I, I get the aluminum pole out of the crawl space right and I, uh, I do the feats of strength and um <laughs> and watch the uh watch the festivus episode of of Seinfeld. interesting that, all, all of that will make perfect sense once you've uh once you've watched it and that yeah that, <laughs> okay. that is a thing that is a that is a season nine episode right it's called it's called the strike that episode okay again like and this is like very much like a b plot to it but mm. like it's kind of permeated uh the kind of fandom of it nice. and stuff like that but like it's one of the best episodes yeah. and that's what i feel like you know like some seasons so, so, uh, so, yeah mm-hmm. some series get to like the the final season and the wheels start to fall yeah. off because obviously yeah 
some of the key players have like dropped you know what? out. And the- just just on that, yeah, you're absolutely right, and that is something that we've uh, we've kind of touched upon already with a couple episodes, and there's some more coming up. Um, again, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, community. Um, you know, no no offense, but there there's other shows like it. U.S. office to a degree as well, I would say, like where, like you said, one or two key players go, and just the chemistry and the rhythm of the gang just starts to fall apart. And it's you know, and look, looking at this, I can see the main four in particular are pretty much consistent throughout. And I think that's that's I imagine that would have helped the show kind of keep its rhythm going. With the the thing that like the one thing that uh, slightly jeopardized the show is. Mm-hmm. I think it's like season the end of season seven. Mm-hmm. Larry David left, so oh, like okay. one of the kind of like driving forces behind it. But like mm. they managed to like, and and I guess like eventually that became the death nail in the show because mm. Je- uh, Jerry then kind of had to take on like the like more like had to be more involved because obviously sure. it's like so like pernickety about everything and wanted to make sure it was the best show possible yeah but obviously like he was acting in it making sure the writing was like say a like writer's room but like mm. the scripts were perfect yes and then yeah. like i think it just got to a point he was burnt out and it is that thing of like That's fair enough but like but but like they yeah they managed to in those later seasons there are some episodes that are just like amazing amazing and i could mm. I, I, I i could just as I said, I could just list off episodes, but like weirdly to you, I, if I just say like the the wig master, you're gonna be like, what? I am. Yeah, I am yeah. sorry. I, I, would, I would love to actually. No, no, it's fun. No, it's 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 cool. I mean, I, I do like to try and get involved. Um, as I said, there are a couple of other shows coming up, um, <laughs> recordings where yeah, the same thing. Like I've never seen it or something. So it's, but it's, <laughs> but it's no. I'm all up for learning. This is what the whole show is about. Is about me kind of learning and some episodes on topics i'll jump in with people and other times i'll just kind of sit back and listen because i'm like well i don't know anything about this topic <laughs> but it's good for me to hear it um and i want to touch on something you said a minute ago because yes. people know on this show that i try my best to keep things kind of light and uh and inclusive because i i think mm-hmm. toxic fandom is one of the worst things in the world and I, I put my hand up as well, like you. I've been that guy who's been a bit pernickety, being like, oh, you like that one particular version of this thing. Yeah. It's not as good as the version that I like. And I apologize to all the people who've known me that I've been that person because it's stupid. Because on yeah. the face of it, like yeah, I said, Friends, Seinfeld, it's like they're both 90s comedies about people living in New York. Like whatever you like, you know, or like them both. There's always the option yeah. to have both. If it's comedy, at the end of the day, if it makes you laugh, that's great. If it doesn't, fair enough. If it's not to your sensibilities, yeah. just don't watch it. I, I'm, a big, I'm a big believer in that. The more, the, especially the more I do the show, I'm like, do you know what? There's no need to put other people down if they like something cool. Oh, I, if I don't like yeah. it, I, 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 I can just shut up. That, that is an option. <laughs> I, 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 I spent nearly a hundred episodes of my podcast watching every single Nicolas Cage film, mm-hmm. and like, kind of my, my, my mantra became like. <laughs> Hey, like, there's there's a Nicolas Cage song for everyone. I don't, yeah, I, I don't yeah. like, and it's that thing. If people like bad mouth him online or whatever, mm. I'm like, hey, that's how you feel about him. Like, yeah. but like, it's, 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 I probably should be a bit more pushy. Maybe more people listen to the podcast, but be like, no, listen to my podcast. We'll find out why it's so great. <laughs> uh, but like, um, yeah, no, I totally agree with you on like 
toxic fat and like I guess one of those things I hate is like it happens a lot. Like I do, you say like I have it in the Sopranos and mm. you get scoffed. That yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, oh, it's, and it's that thing, and it's. I was laughing uh, yeah. actually today because I um I was listening to your podcast today um where you were doing the Princess Diaries with with Helen O'Hara. I have to say I'm kind of jealous because I'd love to get Helen or any of the Empire <laughs> gang on my show. I'm just going to put that out in the universe. Um, if they're listening, if they hear this, please come on my show. You can have any topic you want. Um, <laughs> no, I, it was lovely. And because I've seen The Princess Diaries, this is a massive tangent, but who cares? I've seen The Princess Diaries and I, and I thought it was fine. My sisters loved it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And in the podcast I was listening to, you talked about how you haven't seen The Godfather yet. And it did crack me <laughs> up. I was kind of like, oh, fair enough. You know, I thought, okay, you're doing a couple of podcasts, but you haven't seen it. I kind of like that, though. I like that you're building to it. And it got me thinking after I finished the show. I was like, yeah, there is that thing of people being like, you haven't seen The Godfather. You haven't seen Seinfeld. You haven't. It's like, yeah, okay. Chill out. If you haven't, it's fine. And if you watch it and you don't like it, that's also fine. You know? Yeah. So too many people don't come at me. Uh, I I have seen The Godfather. I just... Oh, okay. All right. not, 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 Not to a degree that, like... I can remember. I watched oh, it when I was right. like, yeah, you did say, it. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I watched like, do you know what I mean? for me, it's like I, I, I haven't watched it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you did, you I, didn't I just, take like, it in, yeah. I, I, I didn't take it in. Yeah, you know, all I cared about, uh, yeah, all I cared about was people getting shot and stuff like that. I was like, <laughs> right. But like, um, but yeah, like I haven't mm. said like to that point. I haven't seen The Godfather two, which I sure. guess for a lot of people would be even more egregious than not having seen the first one. <laughs> <laughs> people throw their phones into the sea yeah no exactly. it's it's that thing of again coming back to it you know with sitcoms with seinfeld as an example like i have reverence and respect for it even though i've never seen it because i'm like i understand that and i understand even more now thanks to you and your insight <laughs> that yeah this is obviously a huge kind of staple in, in sitcoms and you can argue that without it yeah maybe we wouldn't be where we are today maybe certain shows mm-hmm. wouldn't have come along or if maybe they would have they would look drastically different from what they do now and i think that's great at, at the very least I, I believe anyway even if you don't like an older thing you don't have to be rude about it you can just give it the nod and kind of go like yeah. okay but without this we wouldn't have xyz you know or i can just just yeah. give it a little due respect and that's great and at, at the end of the day this this sitcom from what you said it's about people running around in New York and being idiots. There's not too much to, in my opinion, like I think I play devil's advocate. It's like there's not too much for you to get overly angry about. You should just enjoy it for what it is. And if other people don't, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I guess that thing, and it is looking at it as a product of its time. Yeah, like, absolutely. I guess that thing, mm. if you throw everything under the microscope nothing nothing is going to be perfect you know, under we talked about this on friends um because yeah. daisy was saying like ross gets a hard time these days because people put him under the kind of modern society lens and I, I agree with you i said the same thing there i was like well i just don't think it's a good idea to do that yeah yeah okay you can look at it and go well that maybe there should have been more representation there should have been there should have been that but like, unless the show is outrightly going out of its way to discriminate against or be abusive towards a certain group of people I just think you just got to write it off as for what it is, yeah. you know? And yeah. that's, that's, all, that's, yeah, it, it was written in the nineties. Okay. It's not an excuse for them to be like outwardly racist or whatever, but if they're not doing that, then I don't see what the harm is. 
I, I won't go too deep into this uh, as I'm aware of time, but there mm. is an episode of Seinfeld that did cause controversy at the time. Right. Because it's all, it's, I think it's like the penultimate episode, all set around a Puerto Rico, like Puerto Rican day. Okay. Like, uh, like, uh, like parade. And yeah, like, so there's amazing photos you could see online where it's like people in the streets watching the like uh the finale on you know like this massive like times square like tv screens oh wow but then also you can see people outside the nbc buildings who are from the puerto rican community Uh like uh protesting the show being like jerry steinfeld's the devil and stuff like that and uh, Mm. from what i remember of that episode but then again i I think that's one i haven't seen in a few Mm. years so Mm. um yeah, I, I don't remember it being proper, and I remember yeah. hearing they they just picked a random country, and that was it. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, well, so, and sometimes if it causes offence, again, I don't think there's you can always just apologise for it, or yeah. I don't, not exactly. not to go too much into it, but I know there's, there's a few shows where they had kind of blackface, where they were making fun of blackface and how ridiculous and offensive it is, but they've gone back and taken those scenes out because even though they're satirising it, they were like, yeah. Do you know what? It's still offending people. It's still got a horrible history. Let's just take it out. And some shows do that. And, I, and again, I don't think that's that's a bad thing. I don't think it's PC gone mad. I think it's just, you know, if if something is really egregious or really not well thought out, you can, if it's streaming, you can just go in and just take it out. It's fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly, so yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, you know, I'm all up for watching this show. And I just want to ask, um, is there anything else you would kind of want to say about it or for people to bear in mind when they're going into it? um just now i think i've said everything on the points of like going into it and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. i would like i would just say like get just give it a chance like give it a go like as i said it's gonna be on netflix soon enough like mm. you you're, you're paying your 9.99 a month anyway yeah yeah, just do What's it. What's the harm? Or and if you really if you really want like someone to do a, a curated list of episodes or anything like that, please do hit me up. Yeah, I, I would love to kind of go. I would love to, I would love to put together like a here's a top five episodes or but yeah, but but then again I think hmm. I think those episodes start from the beginning, everyone. That's that's really what I say. Cause yeah. it is that thing of like yeah. those episodes hit so much better when you've had like the, the the season arc and it is it is one of those shows that kind of did see like be, started to do season arcs it wasn't just like the status quo at the end of every episode so like i love that there are there are, yeah. there are overarching arcs for whole episodes like seasons and stuff like that so yes yeah, it's, it's it's great I, I love it guys that's awesome thank you so much uh for taking us through that petros i I guess all that's really left to say, my friend, is where can the good people find you? We've already touched upon your podcast, but yeah, go go ahead. Pl- plug away, my friend. <laughs> so you can find me on all good and bad social media <laughs> at Caged in Pod. Uh, so that's, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even Letterboxd, where you can oh. kind of get glimpses as to films that are, are coming up on the podcast or just stuff that I'm watching in general. Okay. So you can kind of have a peek in the mind of who I am. Um, I've got a whole back catalogue of Nick Cage films on the podcast, which you can find again on all good and bad uh, podcast 
uh, catches. Mm -hmm. And yeah, at the moment, I'm looking at every single film that has a Coppola connection. So whether that's Francis Ford Coppola or Robert Schwartzman, mm. uh, John Schwartzman, the list goes on. The the, the list is crazy. Yeah, come, come come on over, check it out, and it's 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 a lot of fun. There's there's yeah. been some amazing people that I I kind of pinch myself that have managed to yeah that I've managed to speak to, and hopefully there's there's a lot more. It's 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 super. It's, it's I have I have so much fun doing it. So hmm. yeah, come, come have a listen. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I'm putting all the links in for you. I would say, people, it's worth checking out because, um, yeah, I've I've just sort of dipped my toe in the water of, of your show. And it is fascinating as a premise. Like you said, I, I knew <laughs> they were a, a fairly big Hollywood family, but I didn't realise just how big. And like the, yeah. the, all the connections, like, I, I love that. I love something, even if it's something direct, like, oh, yeah, this, you know, Sophia Coppola, for example, directed this film to you know a really tenuous <laughs> they one of their cousins wrote on the script of this movie i love that i love hearing all of that, oh, that kind is... of history and like how it all threads together is just fascinating to me yeah and and, and if anyone is kind of bemused by that idea as well like i, I released a kind of uh, a, a zero episode which kind of explains who all the key yeah. players are and who i'll be covering in the family so it's right. like yeah. it's very much for me to get my head around it because doing the research mm. for that preliminary episode very much gave me the thing of being like oh so i've got to watch 300 films okay <laughs> okay yeah that's, that's that's how many i've got brilliant stuff well uh thanks very much petros thank you for your time my friend Oh, thank you so much. And there we have it. Thank you so much to Petros for coming onto the show and talking to me about all things Seinfeld. I could not have been happier with how that conversation went. As I said at the start, it was such an eye-opener for me and I hope it was for you guys listening too. If you have a favourite Seinfeld moment or things you love about the show, make sure you go and follow me on Twitter and Instagram. We're talking about that as the week goes on and tag myself and Petros in. We'd love to hear from you. And also, make sure you go and check out Petros's show, Caged In, Coppola Connections. It's so unique. It's unlike any other movie podcast that's out there. It's gone through quite a few changes as he's moved the show along. And he's now at a point where he's got some wonderful guests and films that he's discussing. It's really worth checking out. All of that is in the show notes for you. As well, if you like the look of the logo, the artwork, of course, I must give a big shout-out to Alex Jenkins, who designs the artwork for this show and many other shows with previous guests. His details are in the show notes. Go give him a follow. Go reach out to him if you want to commission him for your own artwork. Also, I want to say a big thank you to every single one of you who's been listening to the show so far. We're coming up to a year of Fundamentals, and... I'm thrilled with how things have gone so far. It's just been lovely. All the people I've met, the conversations I've had, the people that are tuning in to listen, of course, that being you guys, you really make it. Thank you so much to every single one of you who's been listening, who's been subscribing, who's been telling a friend. And all I can ask is that you keep doing that. If you're liking the show, feel free to reach out to me. Let me know what you think. You can leave a five-star review on your favourite podcatcher and let me know, which, of course, ends a shout-out on the podcast. And even if you want to become a guest on the show, I still have guest spots open. Uh, at the time of recording, I believe I have two or three spots available for this particular series that I'm doing with sitcoms. However, come September, I'm looking to expand once again into the world of pop culture. So definitely reach out to me if you have a topic or some ideas. I'd love to hear from you. 
Well, that's enough rambling for me. I'll be back again next week with another guest and another sitcom, and I'll leave a small clip in here for you as a clue. So until next time, stay tuned and stay safe. going to sit here and do nothing? Or are we going to confront Dave and win back the dignity and snacks we so richly deserve? You know what we can do? We give him a list of demands like those guys in that movie. That doesn't work unless you shoot a hostage every hour to let him know you're serious. Um, I'm not willing to do that. It's better if we pick one specific issue and not back down. Like Custer, we will make our last stand. Wasn't Custer massacred? Big Chief Custer? No. He killed many paleface that day. I'll tell you what. I'm willing to be the one to lay my ass on the line and go down to Pharaoh's cave and tell him what's what. I only ask that when the time comes, you all stand behind me. Yes. Well, I never thought I'd be standing behind you, Bill, but I'm in. I'm in. Me too. Me three. Your sure faith touches me deeply. I swear to you, I will not let you down. I will not rest until the revolution is complete. Uh, if you'll excuse me, I have a traffic and weather update to do. 